0: Hey, it's Allison Kaczkowski. Welcome to the Ultimate Journey of Self Care. I'm so glad you decided to tune in this week. So today, I want to talk a little bit about the concept of doing more with less, and really how this pertains to self care in general, with respect to how we manage all of the things. Um, and you may be wondering why, in the how, in the world, that even relates to taking care of ourselves. But keep in mind. What we do with ourselves and in our lives, it always shows up everywhere else. So in other words, what we do in terms of taking care of us, all of those decisions are reflected in other places in our lives too. And I think in general, when we look all around and we see the focus on how much can I do and how fast can I do it, it seems like every day is just another to-do list for so many people. And I know for me, for a lot of years, it was like that. Um, And in full transparency, there are still days that I struggle and I go back and forth between making sure I check the next thing off on the list. But it is the mindset of how much can I get done versus how well can I do the things that I do? Um, And I think those are the real questions we have to ask ourselves. But I think in all of my years of being in fitness, I hear from people probably over 70% of the time, their number one reason why they either A, don't start with a fitness and self-care program or B, why they don't stick with it is they say, I don't have time. I'm too busy. All my hours are full. Um, it's just not in the cards right now or something along those lines. And what that says to me is that number one, they don't want to make time. And number two, they don't think they can see it through. And that's largely because what they've done in the past hasn't worked. And this business of getting back to the to-do list, that's the system that works. So really, it's a matter of learning to teach ourselves, number one, that we're worth the the effort that it takes to change. And number two, we're going to benefit from making the change. And so those are, those, those are the containers of thought that we want to kind of keep in mind uh, throughout today's episode. So with respect to self-care though, let's think about that for a minute. So in the rush to try to do it all, it's not very often that we can fit it all in, right? And I know for me, the way I used to be was if I was feeling pressure to get something done or if I was feeling like something was not quite finished, or if there was something else I felt like I could squeeze in, then that pressure almost always just triggered a response in me to just work harder. You know, staying at the office a little longer because you can get one more thing done, or going to bed a little bit later so you can finish something up, or getting up early so you can get a jump on the day. Um, and it's that whole mentality that actually is not good for your self-care because you're putting your, what you're saying is everything else is more important and you're putting yourself on the back burner. And, you know, really in learning to direct your energy away from 10 things and instead putting them into two or three things, not only do you get a much better response, but you're going to feel better. You're going to be more motivated to do something for yourself and what's more is you're going to get a much more powerful response. Okay. So, you know, that's something to think about too. So instead of trying to do it all, do a few things and do them really, really well. So with respect to our self care, the one area I want to apply this concept to is the area of fitting exercise in and what that does with how we get results, meaning results in our metabolism, um, and how our bodies respond because our metabolism, I like to think of it as one big thermometer. And when the heat's on, guess what? You would think that the metabolism would go up, but it actually doesn't. See, our bodies are really built for survival. We are built to withstand challenges, to adapt, and to more importantly, survive. That is the number one job. And so when we overload ourselves with you know, 15 different tasks and, you know, deadlines and family responsibilities and everything else, then our metabolism kind of takes it all in and then says, hold on a minute, this is not working. So we are just going to go into conservation mode. This way we can assure that we're going to be around, that we can continue to work. So it's like it's, it's working as hard as it can, but it gets to a point where it just either stops or it really slows down. And contrary to that, when we, when we are in the mindset of trying to do it all is we'll push a little bit harder. Well, I can work really hard for 30 minutes every day and I can still get my workout in. And then after a while, what happens is, is that you hit a plateau and you don't see results. You know, either the scale's not moving or you're not seeing your clothes fit you better or you're not seeing a difference in the mirror, or maybe it's a combination of all of that. Okay. So, you know, I think the streamlining effect works really well with self-care, exercise and fitness and the effect that it has on your body in general. So, um, so what do we know about, so if we apply this concept to metabolism, what do we know that actually would slow our metabolism down? Okay. Obviously eating too few calories. So it would be, you know, People that I know, clients that I've worked with in the past, and people that I know now to this day are still trying whatever the latest new diet fat is. It might be keto. It might be really, really low calories or, you know, some modified version of the Atkins diet, or there's really that plan has been around for a long time. It's just ebbed and flowed and changed names over the years, but basically it's very few calories, usually within a very short window of time. That's typically what we like to refer to today as intermittent fasting. Um, and it no doubt it works for some people, but for most people, it doesn't work. Um, so eating too few calories in general is not a good approach because your metabolism is going to slow down and no matter how hard you work out, that's not going to fix anything. In fact, that's probably going to make it worse. Um, something else that affects our metabolism and makes everything slow down is not getting enough sleep. There's so much that happens while you sleep. You know, your muscles have a chance to repair, your brain has a chance to literally unplug and reset, your body in general just functions better. There's so much what I like to call road construction that goes on while you sleep. Um, and if you've ever taken a road trip late at night and you've gone through an area where roads have been under construction, you notice that there's just a whole lot happening. And most of the time that's the case because there's very little traffic. There's very little going on. And the same is true with your body. So in the evening, um, when you're hopefully starting to slow down. And while you sleep is when a lot of these changes are happening and they're happening without you even realizing it. And when you deprive yourself of sleep, whether it's go to bed late, get up early or a combination of both, then you all of that effect is going to come home to roost, not just in your fitness routine, but in your metabolism as well. The other thing, Two other things, obvious things, obviously a sedentary lifestyle, not getting any activity or very little, that will definitely affect your metabolism. And that is very true. The more active you are, the better your metabolism will function. But that doesn't always mean that your metabolism will get, you will get the results that you want. So it really is a matter of just fine tuning and tweaking depending on what you're doing. And the last thing, the obvious factor that affects our metabolism is how often or whether, you know, how often we get cravings, whether it's something sugar, sugary, sweet, sweet. Um, salty, maybe it's, you know, a beer or a cocktail, or maybe it's something else. So, you know, if you're having those cravings often, then generally speaking, that's your body's way of trying to either make up for something it's not getting or or it's trying to reset in some way. Those signals that we get are usually in response to something that's happening. So they're not happening by themselves. So, you know, when you're getting, you know, any one of those factors working together, then it does affect how our bodies respond to stress, to activity and to the food that we eat in general. So, so, you know, we want to keep all those things in mind now. And when we try to do too much, Okay. Imagine trying to do all, have all of these things happening at the same time. What do you think that effect has on your metabolism, much less the effect that it has on you in the gym? So, you know, this is, this is the real question. And this is where, you know, looking at what you're doing for your self-care really does make a difference. You know, picking two and three things to focus on or picking one or two things really, and trying to make substantial positive changes in those areas is what's going to get you a lot further. Okay. And I'll go into that a little bit more in just a moment, but so let me give you three practical tips. Okay. For, you know, how to efficiently make your metabolism, hopefully work better for you. And number one, the obvious efficient activity. And this is one of the cornerstones of what we teach at CU Fitness with my clients and our online communities. And in our challenges is to combat the whole objection of not having time. It's Actually, saying not just saying yes to you, but it's doing it in a in a period of time that's actually going to work for your life. That's really the most successful program is the one that's going to work for you. Now that doesn't mean well, I've tried all of it and none of it works. And the odds are you just haven't found what actually will work for you. And it does come down to priorities. So we teach efficient overall activity using lots of major muscle groups and utilizing your body as resistance. So you know. Let me give you an example. For those of you that are listening that know me, I weigh 165 pounds. I'm five foot eight and a half. You probably wouldn't know it by looking at me, but I do have quite a bit of muscle on me. But if you, if I were to try to go in the gym and try to bench press 165 pounds or squat 165 pounds, it might be kind of hard for me. Um, in fact, I know the bench press would be really hard for me. So what's the best alternative to that? Using your body as resistance. So if you're not a gym person, or if you work out at home, or if you're one of those that just doesn't even want to go and buy equipment or use any equipment, then guess what? You can do a push up. You can do a squat, you can do a lunge, or any variations of any of that. There's probably at least 15 different variations of any of those three exercises. And when you combine those with activities that you do throughout the day, like walking, uh, going up steps maybe, or even combining all of that into shorter sets that you can do over and over, then you're getting quite a bit done. You're using lots of muscle and you're keeping your time container restricted and efficient and that's what it's all about. It's, that's the kind of activity that works for a busy lifestyle and it's effective. Um, point two is eating more protein. And this is probably one of the biggest areas as far as weight loss in general, where you can see changes because protein has what we call a thermogenic effect on your metabolism. That means it helps turn it up a little bit. And I'll give you an analogy. If you are a camper, for example, or if you build any fires outdoors, or if you've built a campfire before, the quickest way to get the fire going is to put either kindling on it, which are those like little teeny sticks and twigs. You can put, you know, paper products or throw a little bit of gas on it. And that makes the fire burn brighter. Well, that's what protein does to your metabolism. So, you know, having and approaching it from a strategic standpoint where you're incorporating a little bit into your diet with snacks, with meals. We teach protein, carbs, and fat at every meal. Now, how, what that looks like and how that's structured really depends on you um and that's a topic for another episode so you know my challenge to you today is to examine the places during the day when first of all where you're, if you think you're getting an energy crash or you're having a craving for something or you're having trouble focusing and concentrating um, then what we can do is look at some of the things that you're eating and the times that you're eating and try to help you tweak that a little bit. So having more protein in your diet is a biggie and protein is, you know, chicken, beef, fish, um, you know, anything, even plant proteins work. Protein powders work. Protein powders are, the ticket. If you like smoothies and shakes, that could be an easy solution for you if you're really time crunched. And that's, we'll talk about some of my favorite protein powders and shake recipes on another episode. Cause if you're really time challenged, which, you know, these days it seems like everybody is, you know, the smoothie might be the way to go for you. Um, and then finally the third component, and this is hopefully something that, something that really took me a long time to learn is the restorative component. Um, and what do I mean by restorative? I mean, Exercise that isn't high impact. Exercise really that doesn't even get the heart rate up. Um, I'm talking yoga. I'm talking hot yoga. I'm talking deep stretching. Maybe working with a contraption called a foam roller. Uh, Some Pilates is very restorative. You know, the whole point is with restorative work, you're allowing the muscles time to adapt. And what that means is the muscles are working out tension and tightness and working out stress in general that you're actually putting them under when you do your efficient workouts. Now, exercise in general is a stress on your body, and I'm not saying not to do that because it is a stress on your body. You, the only way your body gets stronger is to challenge it, but we have to find the right combination of the efficient workouts with the restorative work, and that has been a game changer for me for the last two years. Um, I, for the first time in my life, and I am almost ashamed to say this as a fitness professional, for the first time in my adult life, I have been regularly consistent with the restorative work probably for the last 18 months. And not only do my joints recover faster, but I'm noticing a difference in how much more effective my other workouts are. Not to mention my back's not tight anymore. I'm able to move around and, you know, and best of all, when I get up in the morning, I'm not tight. Um, So it really does work. And for, you know, if you're a real a one that just wants to push, push, push all the time, it seems counterintuitive to do something that would slow you down, but there's real power in that because it allows you to recover faster and you just, it helps center your mind too. So, you know, you're not always thinking about the next thing to do, you know, you're training your mind to slow down a little bit too. And that's kind of a hidden benefit in it, if you will. So, So, you know, look at, you know, as far as what to take away from today's show, um, look, look at your day, look at where you can fit the 15 and 20 minute containers of time in for activity. Maybe it's a walk from your car to your office. Maybe it's a walk home. Maybe it's finding time over your lunch hour or another time, but you know, finding the, 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 short, real efficient blocks of time that you can devote to your self-care is the best place to start. And not only are you going to notice that you feel better and your energy levels are going to be better, but you're going to be able to focus and concentrate better. And all of that is going to translate into the rest of your life, the relationships with your loved ones, the you know relationships with friends, activities that you're in, you're going to feel like you can show up better rather than feeling that pressure that, oh my gosh, I've got to get back to my calendar. It's, it's knowing that you know, that you're, that you're looking after you because you are your best asset. You are your best asset. Say it again for the people in the back. You are your best asset. And you know, we make things so hard and sometimes the best thing to do is pick one thing and just start with it. Pick one thing. So if maybe for you, if it's just the activity piece is what you want to tackle first, then start with that, but just start. You know, just start. Pick one thing and start with it. And I promise it's going to make a difference for you. I really appreciate you tuning in to listen. Um, my name is Allison Katzkowski. You can find me on Facebook, or you can find us at CU Fitness. That's the letter C, the letter U, Fitness on Facebook. Please come over um, and give us a like. Uh, you're more than welcome. This open invitation to join our Facebook community. The living your ultimate life through fitness and self-care. We talk about lots of these kinds of things in our community. And we also actually talk about how important it is when you take care of yourself, that you can actually enjoy doing fun things. Um, and we'll be talking about some of our retreats and excursions on future episodes. So I hope you have a fabulous day and I hope that you are one step closer to living your ultimate life. Make it a good one.